Hey everyone, before this podcast begins, we want to tell you about some other arts-related podcasts you're going to love. They are The Conduit Music Podcast, Artsville, Gringo and the Man, Art World Horror Stories, and Not Real Art. On these action-packed podcasts, you'll hear experts talk about creativity, design, the music biz, the art world, visual art, American craft, Chicano art, street art, graffiti, and even stand-up comedy. So be sure to find and follow these great arts podcasts today. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programming. Warning, the Not Real Art Podcast is intended for creative audiences only. The Not Real Art Podcast celebrates creativity and creative culture worldwide. It contains material that is fresh, fun and inspiring and is not suitable for boring old art snobs. Now, let's get started and enjoy the show. Greetings and salutations, my creative brothers and sisters. Welcome to the Not Real Art Podcast, where we celebrate creative culture and the artists who make it. I'm your host, Sourdough, coming to you from Crew West Studio in Los Angeles. Man, do we have a cool program for you all today. I have no doubt you will learn, grow, and be inspired by today's show. Before we get into our main event, I want to thank you for tuning in. Please be sure to like this episode and subscribe. Your likes and follows help ensure you won't miss any of our new shows, and it makes the algorithm gods happy, which helps us, so thanks for that. Also, be sure to visit our website, notrealart.com, sign up for our newsletter to keep your finger on the pulse of everything we're doing here at Not Real Art for artists and art lovers. A lot of great stuff there. On the website, you'll see you'll get uh, free educational videos. You can sign up for our artist grant for the chance to receive $2,000. You can buy affordable original contemporary art through our partnership with Sugar Press, and you can become a supporter through Patreon if you want. So be sure to check out our website today for all the good, healthy stuff we got for you. All right, people. We're living in a time that is stressful and it's hard to find hope. Lots going on. It's easy to feel powerless and hopeless. You know, What do you do? How can you personally move the needle on major issues? How can I personally move the needle on major issues, whether it's climate change or social justice or the war in Ukraine. I mean, we do what we can, right? We donate, we donate our time, we donate our treasure, we support causes, we protest, we, we do what we can, little by little, inch by inch, hopefully we are able to make change. And that's all we can do. We can only do what we can do, right? But I tell you what, I'm not doing enough. I'm not doing enough. I don't know about you, but I hear about people, I hear about things that just inspire me. And I realize that I need to do more and I need to get busy because you know what? These youngins, these hoppers, these kids out there today are, are doing so much to help our world. And it is so inspiring to hear their stories and hear what they're doing. And today I want to shine a light on two young ladies who are just an inspiration and the work that they're doing to raise money to help Ukraine. We have Zoe Hudis and Lucy Lepofsky. Lucy is a 17-year-old high school student, and Zoe is a 12-year-old 
artist here in LA, they have decided to raise money by selling art. And they have partnered with the Ukrainian Cultural Center of LA to raise this money selling art. Their artists, the participating artists are incredible. We've got Jessica Cantlin, we've got Lori Frankel, we've got Shepard Ferry, we got Barry McGee, we got Kai Schaefer, we've got Eve Fowler, we've got Kevin Cooley, we've got, I mean, I, there's like 20 artists here, 25 artists. I could go on and on. Gary Baseman. And what these young women are doing and have done is just so inspiring because they are working within their scope of influence as a 12-year-old, as a 17-year-old to make change in this world and raise awareness about the atrocities happening in Ukraine and are helping to raise money for two Ukraine-based humanitarian groups, HIAS and Hope to Ukraine. I had the honor and the privilege of not just talking to Lucy and Zoe today, but uh, they're very proud mothers, Natalia and Jenna. And uh, this this conversation is just one of those conversations we're talking about a serious subject, but it's also a, a feel-good story too, because it always feels good when young people rise to the occasion and work within their sphere of influence to make change. And so they are creating Art for Peace, April 15th through the 17th, 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. at Coop Gallery at 7274 Beverly Boulevard in Los Angeles. Their website is artforpeace.art, artforpeace.art. Please go there. Please donate. Whether you buy art or not, you can donate. The art that they have is, is fantastic. It's amazing. I just told you some of the artists, but maybe you can't afford some of the art or maybe you maybe you hate art. I don't know, but <laughs> give money. Give money because it's a great cause and the money's going straight to these organizations in the Ukraine. So the money's going straight to boots on the ground there. And that's very, very important. And I just can't encourage you enough to please go check out what they're doing. Artforpeace.art is the website. Art for Peace, the event itself is happening, or the showing itself is happening April 15th, April 16th, April 17th. It is from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And if you're hearing this after those dates, you can still donate. You can please, you can still go online and support via the website. So I encourage you to do that. And so without further ado, let's get into this very charming and important podcast and shine a light on these incredibly dynamic young women and their very proud mothers as well they should be to talk about this great work that they're doing, raising money through art for Ukraine at artforpeace.art. So without further ado, let's get into this. Thanks for listening and support Ukraine. Zoe Hudis, welcome to the Not Real Art Podcast. You're joined by your colleagues, Lucy Lepofsky, and your moms as well, to talk about this incredible project that you're doing, Art for Peace, raising awareness and money for the crisis in Ukraine. Thank you for coming today. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh my gosh, this is such a joy. I tell you what, you are classing up the joint, ladies, coming in and on this busy morning before school, I might add, to squeeze in this important interview to talk about the even more important project that you guys are involved in today. Thank you for coming. Thank you. 
So Art for Peace, let's get into this right away. Tell me about Art Art for Peace. Tell our audience about Art for Peace. It's such an important project and everybody needs to know how to support you guys, where to support you guys and exactly what the mission is. So please, you in, in your own words, because I know I'm going to mess it up. <laughs> I don't want to. I've got the experts here. Please tell me about Art for Peace. Well, I started off. So I wanted to do an art fair for a pretty long time and when the war in Ukraine started, I wanted to do something to raise money for that. And I thought to do the art fair for that because I thought that would be fun. So I started off asking my friends to make art. And then soon after, like uh, professional artists donated art and started. And Lucy helped make the website. And do you want to tell them about the website? Or sure. Okay. It looks great, by the way. Lucy, by the way, website looks great. Thank I don't you. know if you I don't know if you have a freelance web design business on the side, a side hustle while you're going to school, but you need one because the website looks phenomenal. We Thank couldn't you. afford her. We couldn't afford her. <laughs> <laughs> okay, please tell us about the website. Yeah, I just I don't remember how we got together about collaborating on this whole thing, but somehow that happened. I don't remember how. But we decided that we needed a website and we needed a physical place to do it. And my mom has a store and we thought, why don't we just have a gallery space there? So that was just like the easy thing to, not the easy thing, but the right thing to do, I guess. And I was like, I know how to make websites. I'll make a website. I'll do the social media. Why not? And it just kind of launched from there. <laughs> well, you know what? I don't have to tell you, right? Because you're an expert almost in this web design stuff. But I'll tell you what, the web the web design, not only does it look good, but it actually is a powerful website, not just because it looks good, but because of the content on the site, right? The packaging is one thing, but the contents are another. And my goodness, your content is phenomenal because of course, the story and the project that you're doing, supporting these two Ukrainian-based humanitarian groups through your partnership with the Ukrainian Cultural Center of Los Angeles, Cultural Center of Los Angeles. Obviously, the website shares all of that stories, but part of your other content is you have these amazing group of artists that are supporting your cause. How did you get Shepherd Ferry? How did you get Barry McGee? My mom at least has like a lot of connections. Oh, you got a mom in high places. I like that. You got the hookup through the mom. Good, good. Well, you know what? That is exactly what you need to do. You need to network and use the people you know to bring in the, the resources that you have. And so, Natalia, mom, tell us about your connection to the artist. Well, I don't think that any artist would have donated to me or maybe, I don't know, maybe Jenna has more pull, but... I think that the reason that the artists were inspired to donate is because this whole initiative was really driven by Zoe and Lucy. They came up with the idea. They're being very modest. They really wanted to do something. And it's really hard for a kid to be able to figure out a way to do something. And art has always been a place that we go to when we feel down. It's been a place that we go to when we feel helpless. And I think that it's a way for the kids that, I mean, Lucy is going to be an art student. She's graduating and going to art, going to be studying art. She's kind of devoted. She's a person who's sort of devoting her life to the pursuit of art. And Zoe, who's an art lover, like I am, has always wanted to, has always kind of looked to, and she's a kid that doesn't mind going to museums. She's a kid who doesn't mind going to galleries. She's a kid who wants to meet artists. 
And so we kind of turned to the art community to say, like, can you do anything for us? We've already gathered a bunch of kids' art. Kids are expressing themselves. They're doing what they can. We're going to sell that art, not just to their own parents, but hopefully to the community and the and artists. And also to other kids. I mean, I think it's really compelling to, to be able to tell the story and express your feelings through the art. I mean, it's a really tragic situation that's going on there. And kids have a hard time obviously talking about the pain that they're feeling, but they can create art and try to connect with other kids to explain how they're feeling. And it just sort of started from there. And so giving the kids the ability to express themselves through the art that they make. And then if we can somehow, I hate to use the word monetize, but raise money and funds and awareness to get that money into the hands of the people who actually need it to get medicine, to get food on the front lines of the people who need it, also very initially began with, can we somehow reach these kids in Ukraine who are also artists? Maybe there's a 12-year-old and a 16-year-old in Ukraine who are just like us, who have art, and we can somehow get their art, and we can sell that and make money and get them what they need to get out of Ukraine. I mean, that was sort of the the genesis of the idea, and it's sort of snowballed from there. And it's very easy to get people to say yes when you have such a compelling narrative. We all want to help, right? And it's like everybody has to play to their strength, right? I mean, I'm not an artist per se, but I have this podcast. I said, well, I can I can help a little bit by having you guys on the podcast. And, and everybody needs to play to their strengths to help this crisis, which is inhumane and, and horrible. Exactly. Yeah. I think that the kids, and just to get back to why the artists donated, again, like I don't think that this would have, if Jenna and I had, sat, had called artists or galleries or art advisors or some of these creative agencies and said, hey, we're doing this because, I mean, they may have been a, been willing to donate, but I don't think that they would be inspired to go and find a piece or even make a piece for the, for the collection. And Zoe and Lucy, I think, I mean, Zoe went around with me all through spring break. She spent her spring break going around, meeting artists, picking up art. And the art ranges, like we have a piece from James Nairs, who, I mean, it's a gorgeous piece. It's worth a lot. I mean, we were really lucky to get the artist to donate. And then we have an artist named Linda Arno, who is a local artist. She's got an exhibition right now in Pasadena. And she was a punk rock manager and did punk rock photography. And she framed it for us. She framed a photograph of a of an artist actually performing at the Ukrainian Cultural Center in the 70s, or maybe it was in the 90s. But anyway, it's a really cool photo. And she framed it and matted it and gave it to us. And the money's going to go straight. And by the way, 100% of the proceeds, we have no overhead. Lucy is a volunteer. I'm a volunteer. Zoe's a volunteer. You're a volunteer. Jenna, like nobody is making any money. We're paying for shipping everything. And the artists go, every dollar that anyone spends at the art fair is going directly to the causes that we have vetted and really hand-selected to benefit from and hopefully really help the people there. So this is a passion project. We're not in the, I'm not in the art business. Lucy will be one day. Hopefully Zoe will too, but we're not, this is just a, we've got to do something. We can't help ourselves. We can't help ourselves. And Jenna's space, which is a new gallery space on Beverly is amazing. And we're the first exhibition and she was just like spontaneously and generously donated it and I was just like it's real now it's real it's it's like kismet it's like meant to be I got the space I had no idea what I was going to do with it it literally was finished it's just finished yesterday it's lined up and ready for this it's like God intended it to be this way I shouldn't whatever well who knows 
God, God, whoever, whoever's going to help stop this war. <laughs> it made it yeah. Yeah. Exactly. We'll take, you know, I say the gods because I like to cover my whoever. bets. The gods, um, but I'm yes. That's right. It's Easter weekend and Passover weekend. Yeah. So we think we have like a couple of the gods lined up. Getting people very angry or very happy. <laughs> That's right. Matzo balls and peeps. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. What do you like better, matzo balls or peeps? Because I feel like marshmallows really kill it. So I feel like we have it all. <laughs> well, I tell you what, when we, in my experience anyway, when we take on life or take on problems with bold action, Bold forces come to our aid in important ways, and grace comes in, and it is a magical thing if if you open yourself to it. And Zoe and Lucy, you guys are such an inspiration. I'll tell you what, when you open your arts business, Lucy, I have a feeling you're going to be a designer. And Lucy, I, I know you're an artist already painting. So just count me in as an investor, okay? Because I just, <laughs> you know, I, I, I think that the future is bright where you guys are concerned. No doubt. No doubt. Well, I'll tell you what, tell me about the two organizations that the money you're raising, and again, let's, that's important. 100% of the proceeds are going to these organizations there. How, how did you choose the organizations? Was that through your partnership with the Ukrainian Cultural Center of Los Angeles? So one of the organizations we're going to give some of our proceeds to, and the other one we're going to do to the other organization, but the one we're going to do is it's this organization called Hyas, and when my mom was in Russia with her family, Hyas helped her and her family be able to come to America, and so it's a very personal organization, you could say, because if it wasn't for Hyas, I wouldn't be here for one. My mom wouldn't be here. Life would be very different. That's right. I'm a Russian Jewish refugee. I mean, we were very, very lucky. We won a lottery in the 70s to be able to immigrate to the US. And I always tell Zoe, you're like one one way flight away from being in Russia. My dad, Zoe's grandpa, who she was very, very close to and who died a few years ago, was born in Odessa. And at the time, it was part of the Soviet Union. Like we didn't, you know, when we said what, you know, our nationality was, it was Russian. But my dad's brother, my uncle and family are the uncles here, but we have family there still. And in the first couple of weeks of the war, Zoe watched me screaming into the phone in Russian, getting the people out of there that we knew. And by the way, some of them were just, I mean, by the way, these people are very stubborn. Ukrainians are not, you know, which is really serving them well in resistance. But like, they were like, come what may, we're staying, we're staying. I'm like, no, get out, get out, get out. So in, from Odessa and from Kiev, we got people out of there and then we were panting afterwards. And I think Zoe, especially was just like, mom, what can I do? What can I do? And I think that this was, I didn't want her to be, you know, we already watched a lot of news. We watched, we looked a lot on Instagram and we saw what was going on there. And I thought we have to do something. And when she talked about the art fair, I'm like, this is perfect because kids can participate. Families can participate and it's hopeful and it's joyful. And it's the focus is on peace rather than on trauma. And Hyas does an amazing job of getting, they're inside the borders of Ukraine. They're pulling people out. They used to be, they were, they were a hundred year old organization and they used to be focused on Jewish refugees, which is what we were. And then they expanded and they are in Syria and they're in Afghanistan. And now they're really positioned very, very effectively and were, are one of the most 
impactful organizations that are working inside the borders of Ukraine because they have a very long history in Eastern Europe, and that's where they started. And so they, so we selected them not just because they helped us personally, but because we looked at all the organizations and the size of our donation really matches where we can be impactful with highest. If we gave, like, we're not Mila Kunis and and Ashton Kutcher, bless them, they raised $35 million in 24 hours. Like, But what we plan to raise, they can work, They can d- give to Red Cross and make an actual difference. But for us, we picked an organization that was a little bit smaller and a little bit more nimble and that didn't have much overhead. So that's one organization. And then the other organization is called Hope to Ukraine. It's an organization I had never heard of. We were looking to do something in the medical field, something with Doctors Without Borders or something. But what we realized, and this was a few weeks ago when we started this, this whole thing came together in the last four weeks. But Doctors Without Credentials, or Doctors Without Borders, not Doctors Without Credentials. <laughs> doctors Without Borders. Correction. Yes, doctors Without Credentials. Zoe and Why Lucy. Without credentials? Zoe and Lucy just got their MDs from Doctors Without Credentials, and sometimes it's better to have any doctor than no doctor at all. That's their motto. So they're just going take around. Two, take two aspirin and call them no in the reason. morning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. It's really, it's really, you know, it's for very desperate people, the doctors without credentials. <laughs> no insurance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No insurance. You have a headache. Let's chop your leg off. So now, now how about your headache? Okay. So Doctors Without Borders were stuck at the borders, but Hope to Ukraine is an organization that's really doctors to doctors. So the Ukrainian Cultural Center has become sort of the de facto hub of all the needs that are coming out of Ukraine. And we, when we partnered with them to be our 501c3 partner and to give the, you know, the tax deductions and everything to our donors, they told me about the organization. And what's really special about them is that they are inside, they're working with doctors who are like staying in the besieged cities and what they desperately needed at the time and what they still need is anesthesia. Whereas we don't really want to think about it or talk about it. And this is like the big downer of the podcast is that they're doing amputations without anesthesia. So where I was like, no, and Zoe and Lucy, and you know, just like, it's so traumatizing to hear that. So we were like, quickly, we have to get anesthesia into their, they're doing shipments, they've chartered a plane, it's all very official. And so although they're a newer organization, they're an organization that's not hopefully not going to be around for very long. They're just going in, getting the anesthesia to the doctors, the doctors are doing what they need to do to save lives. And then we and hopefully they they don't exist forever, whereas highest is going to be around for 100 more years. Well said. Yes, yes. So but doctors without credentials is getting not a penny. I mean, they are on their own. Yeah. They are on their own. <laughs> so we, you want to sign up for that? Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. <laughs> just to underline this uh, important important point. Well, I'll tell you what. I am just so inspired by this story, and I and I know that our listeners are as well. In part, and empowered, not just inspired, but empowered, because I know a lot of folks out there are are really heartbroken, really mad about what's going on. And I think a lot of people out there are wondering, well, what can they do? And what you're giving people is an opportunity to help and empower them to help and help mitigate that helplessness that we all feel sometimes in these situations. So thank you. Thank you for, you know, this important project in empowering us to make change you know, one of the things that I think that we want to make sure that, you know, talk about emphasizing, right? We want to make sure that we emphasize 
where and how and when people can support this cause. You know, there's a website, there's an auction, there's perhaps an event. I mean, you know, lots of things that are happening around this. So Zoe and Lucy, tell us about exactly where, when, how, why, where people can find you guys and and help and support this cause. Well, the gallery is open from April 15th through 17th. And we have a website called artforpeace.art that Lucy Lepofsky (laughs) made. The biggest thing you can do is go to our event, which is, as Zoe said, April 15th through 17th from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. And the address is 72. Friday to Sunday, yeah. The address is 7274 Beverly Boulevard. Our website, as Zoe said, I'm just going to repeat it, is artforpeace. A R T F O R P E A C E dot art. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, dot art. And our Instagram is art for peace, I believe. I might have it's- to check that out. <laughs> Well, Google. If I, I bet, if people Google Art for Peace, uh, they will they yeah. will find you. And I will repeat. We'll we'll repeat it as well up front on the episode. We'll make sure people know where to go because this is yeah. so important. And I just want to I want to say one more thing. What people need to realize is that if you go, you will be able to walk. You can buy something off the wall. It's not an auction. The prices are there. The artists selected their own pricing. It's very affordable. There's beautiful art at every single level, and it's really inspirational and really beautiful art at every single price point and level. Collectible art, and it will make you feel really happy and good to know maybe things that you've had your eye on for a really long time. Now you will feel inspired to buy it because you know that the money is going to a really important cause. I think this is an auction for people who already have been giving, uh, or not an auction, a sale for people who have already decided they're going to do something for Ukraine. They want to do something. Maybe they were going to give $100, but they saw a piece of art and they are like, I love this. It's $500, but I get the art too. It creates an opportunity for people. And by the way, we also have student art. So the stu- so it's an opportunity for the students to be able to give something, the community be- to be able to buy something and have something to hold. And it's not going to be a depressing, horrible, traumatic photograph that they don't want to see in when the war is over. It's going to be something beautiful that they can say, I did this and I helped. The other thing I want to say is that if you cannot attend don't worry about it. Every piece of art is also available on our platform, which is an online gallery. The website there is artforpeace.gibsmart.com and people can buy online. In fact, the people online will be competing with the people in the gallery. So it's first come, first buy. You do not have to be there. If you want to celebrate Passover or Easter, you do not have to physically come to the gallery. We'd love to see you. Zoe and Lucy will be there. We'll have waters. We'll have drinks. We'll have everything. But if you cannot come, go ahead and go on artforpeace.givesmart.com and you can buy any piece of art that's there. And if you cannot buy a piece of art, you can also donate. And again, all those proceeds from Art for Peace will go to the organizations that we mentioned, Highest and Hope to Ukraine. And also, one last thing, if you love Lucy's design of the website, there's a really special, I think it's almost iconic looking, a beautiful bird that represents, is it a dove, Lucy? Tell me about that bird that you made. So when designing the website, the first thing I thought of was, we need a logo, because I love making logos. (laughs) And I feel like a dove is a pretty universal symbol of peace. And it turns out, not just us who think that it's also in a lot of ukrainian folk art there's a lot of like images of doves and birds and flowers so i took 
inspiration from a, I think it's an image of a bird or something. It's like a graphic, almost cartoony, but not really, image of a bird with flowers on it. And I thought it was a really powerful symbol for not only peace, but hope. It's focusing on like the optimism we could have rather than like dwelling on the atrocities that are happening. I don't know. I thought it was powerful. (laughs) I think you're right. I think when you see the dove, you think hope, you think peace. I I think you nailed it, Lucy. That's great. And then we went ahead and had that dove printed on some sweatshirts. And so we'll have the sweatshirts also there and we'll have them on the website. So, and they're beautiful and they're comfy and cozy. And so that's something. So we have merch. We can get merch with the dove. Okay, good. Stop me from having merch. Yeah, we we are moms, so we but you know, bring a cozy sweater, bring a sweatshirt. Don't you know? Don't go outside and don't be cold. So you know, we if if you didn't bring a cozy sweater, it's been windy in LA. We'll you know we'll hook you up. Well, we have merch. Don't worry, we have merch. I we have you know it. we have drinks. Right. Everybody's gonna be okay. We could go on for hours here. I mean, I, I'm just so charmed and delighted. I mean, this is such an, and it's such an important topic and, and you guys are amazing guests. And I'm just so grateful that we've had this time before school, because of course, Lucy, Zoe and Lucy are doing this before school. So like, that's a phenomenal. I'm so grateful that you guys spend time with us this morning. But before we we go and, and as we wrap up uh, today, I actually have a question for the moms, for Jenna and Natalia, because as a parent myself and my kids are are younger, I have a daughter who's nine and a son who's five. As we all know, as parents, it is a stressful, scary thing to be a parent with your heart outside walking around. And of course, we have nothing but empathy and compassion for the parents in Ukraine right now who are doing everything they can do to protect their children. But, you know, here we are in the United States, you know, raising our children. And of course, we're doing our best to try to raise kids who are not just productive members of society, but who have empathy and compassion and have, you know, an activist spirit and an activist heart to make change. And so I'm early days. My kids are young. I mean, the jury's out for me. I only hope that my son and daughter grow up to be like Zoe and Lucy. Uh, moms, uh, you know, th- how proud are you right now? I'm pretty proud. I've told Lucy right as we were arriving here how I, I just, I- I'm overwhelmed. I mean, when Natalia and I went the first, I had lunch with Natalia and she said, I need something. Do you know anyone who has a space where we could have this? And I said, I think I you could use my space. And I came home and told Lucy and she said to me, can we, can we please, please? Like she was, I mean, I think she would have dropped everything, run into a fire for a cause like this. I mean, <laughs> it's who she is. I can, I'd like to take credit for it, but I don't really think I can. I just, it's, you either have it or you don't. And, and Janet coined the term because, because they, because they're into art and this is an opportunity for them to activate. She called them art activists, which I love that term. I feel like maybe we should put that on some merch. We could, you know, maybe sell some sweatshirts with that, but it really does speak to, I'm not an activist. I'm a, I'm a business person. Jenna is, you know, a business person, a real estate person. There are very few things that will get me off my tush and I'm 49. So I, I waited a long time, but having a 12 year old and a 16 year old 
see the opportunity. And it really is just an opportunity. When the world is falling apart, you can look at it as an opportunity or you can look at it as a way to shut down. And these girls did not shut down. They activated, which makes me feel like, you know, the future might be a little bit brighter. And again, I can't take credit. It's 100% Zoe's idea and Lucy's idea. And we would never, ever, like, I would not do this for me. I would do this. And I don't think most people, most of the artists would do any of this without having kids be the driving force. So you have such a amazing community around you, Scott, and you've been promoting arts and helping people get their voices heard through your organization. So I feel like your kids are actually much better positioned and we really hope that they would consider making a piece of art that will sell. So think about that. Think about getting some crayons in front of your five-year-old and see what they can come up with. Birds, whatever. We'll take it all. We are open for contributions. Okay. So it's not too late. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much. I will put that to them and we'll see. (laughs) We'll see what happens. I am so grateful for this. This is such a one, you know, we live in, in a time when it's hard to find hope. We look around and there's climate change and there's wars and there's social injustice on multiple levels. And the most cynical among us might say, where's the hope? There is no hope. But yeah, I'm here to say that this podcast today and the work that you're doing with Art for Peace, Zoe and Lucy, give us hope. There is hope in the world because of you ladies. And we are in the work you're doing. And we are so grateful for all of the the work that you're doing. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you for the work you're doing. Please keep this up. And we're going to do everything we can on our end to make sure everyone knows about it and support you and drive traffic to your site. And so thanks again for coming on. And uh, we're just so grateful. God bless. Thank Thank you you again for having having us us and like helping us promote Art for Peace. And I, I want to correct the record. I, I should have said God, the gods bless because, you know, <laughs> yeah. I want to cover all my bases and uh, we want to make sure all the gods are blessing us, not just, you know, one when we can have them all. We'll take them all. We'll, we'll take, take them all. all. We'll, take, we'll the take, the take them all. Kids, we'll take it all. And the doctors, that's the right. That, yeah. That's right. Yeah. Okay, guys. So listen, <laughs> we're going to sign off now, but don't go anywhere. Okay. Just stay right there. And we're going to have a quick chat once I hit the stop button here. Thanks for coming. Bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Not Real Art Podcast. Please make sure to like this episode, write a review, and share with your friends on social. Also, remember to subscribe so you get all of our new episodes. Not Real Art is produced by Crew West Studios in Los Angeles. Our theme music was created by Ricky Peugeot and Desi Deloro from the band Parlor Social. Not Real Art is created by We Edit Podcast and hosted by Captivate. Thanks again for listening to Not Real Art. We'll be back soon with another inspiring episode celebrating creative culture and the artists who make it.